Welcome to the Bad Time Movie Club podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Anna. And I'm Lily. And uh, just before we begin the podcast this week, we would be remiss to not bring up the events the past few weeks, the protests in the Black Lives Matter movement. And obviously, we're a little beginner podcast, but I think it's really important to express support across uh, platforms and across social media. So we just want to express support for the Black Lives Matter movement and emphasize how important it is right now to speak up, to use your voice, attend protests if you're able, and if not, to sign petitions and to educate yourself and use your money to donate to bail funds and other grassroots organizations. If we, like, had sponsors or anything, we would be donating those funds this week and every week, but since we're a really tiny baby podcast, I know that all three of us have been individually donating to organizations as we've been able, and we really implore you to do the same. So just stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all else, elevate and listen to Black voices. Uh, And that's all, so we can move on with the podcast. All right, yes, uh, full agreement from all three of us. And this is, uh, so we took a week off, um, and now we are back with uh, a new film, one that the three of us hadn't watched together. Uh, we all watched it separately, which I think had its we, pros and I regret, cons. which I regret. <laughs> I honestly regret it. We originally had plans to watch it all together, but due to scheduling conflicts, we ended up having to watch it separately, which made it all the more horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard to do. Uh, I'm sure whoever is listening across the board, everyone has heard of this movie. It is 365 Days or 365 Deny. Uh, it's a what's Polish the, what's film. What's that stand for? What does that stand for? That's that's days in Polish. It is? Oh, I had no clue. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I genuinely <laughs> thought it was do uh, not interact. You know what? That's, that should be the model of this film. We should not have interacted with it. Yeah, it's, it's just Polish for days. Um, okay, cool. So this movie has been trending on Netflix for the last three weeks i believe it's still in the number two spot mm-hmm. um it is might, might i ask what is in the number one spot uh 13 reasons why oh thank god oh boy <laughs> awesome <laughs> which uh anna and i have been watching separately <laughs> <laughs> and i refuse to watch but my brother's been watching so if you guys want to start a podcast with beckett you're welcome to <laughs> i yeah. would lo- i would simultaneously love to have Beckett as a guest on 13 Reasons Why the special, but would be afraid to talk about it with him. <laughs> yeah, understandable. <laughs> um, so yeah, so 365 Days, this has been um, a really big movie recently. Uh, I thought it was a Netflix original, but apparently it came out in Poland this February, so it's been out for a while. Oh. Alright. Okay. Um. But it's been huge on Netflix for the past month or so. Um, it is a erotic romance drama, and awesome. I had, and it's based on uh, a trilogy of Polish books. Oh, oh, so it is Polish Fifty Shades. It is Polish Fifty Shades. Um, and I I want to get ahead of the gun here and say I'm going to be comparing it to Fifty Shades a lot <laughs> as like a Fifty yeah. Shades. Um, I don't want to say fan because I'm against it, but as a don't Fifty say Shades that. viewer. <laughs> yeah, Fifty uh, Shades yeah. is, okay. we are not fans of Fifty Shades, but it is still one of our favorite bad movies, I would say. At least it's one of mine. <laughs> Fifty Shades definitely it's is the most, my one of the most haunting. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty Shades probably is one of my favorite bad movies because it hits everything I like in a bad movie. This movie 
was awful. This is without a doubt the worst movie I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, I might I might agree cuz and before that, I think it was probably The Boss with Melissa McCarthy, which is a drastically different film. Um, oh. So I kind of am glad to have this as my least favorite film because it feels more well-founded because I do respect Melissa McCarthy greatly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think what makes this film worse for me, I think I think the context makes it worse because knowing that it's number two on Netflix and how easily accessible it is. Yes, the exactly. The film. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I really agree. Um, we were, I talked about it with you know, my family after I finished watching it and my brother was like, oh, I know that movie. And I made him pinky promise me at the table that he would never watch it. <laughs> he's going to break that promise. You know, he's going to break that cr- promise. Morbid curiosity wa- overtakes everything. I don't want the thing is, though, he knows how much I love bad movies. And the truth is, I was like, Noah, I'm going to be so real with you. This movie made me not only nauseous, it made me never want to have sex again. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And that's the tagline. (laughs) Which is literally true. This movie... This movie made me, like, against sex. It made me feel like... The tagline of this film should be, like, never have sex again. I promise. (laughs) I spent, like, a considerable period of my life being a nun, and even then I didn't want to not have sex this badly. (laughs) Yeah. This movie is deeply unsexy. And... Yeah. Yeah. And Um, the thing that sucks about it, I just have to say, the thing that sucks about it is, like, a lot of people are gonna disagree with us. A lot of people, like, definitely watch this movie and are like, ooh, that stuff's nice. Because I see edits on TikTok daily. Yeah, this movie hadn't been on my radar at all until you said you've been seeing a lot of stuff about it on TikTok, which I don't have downloaded on my phone. Um, Good for you. But but after you told me that, I saw, like, GIFs of it on Twitter a lot, where it's like, if your man grabs me like this, I'm going to be the mother to his children or whatever. Why? What is wrong with this earth? (laughs) What, by the throat? Eject me. Yeah, it was like that scene where he grabs her by the throat in the shower, and I was like, if your man grabs me like this, I'm stabbing him in the stomach. (laughs) Yeah, I'm running away, far, far away. I, I must say, like... So when we first decided not to watch this movie separately, I uh, first asked my mom. I was like, "Mom, will you watch this bad movie with me?" And she oh. said, "No." I oh, don't Anna. Think so. And then I was like, "Wait, no. <laughs> let me pull up a trailer." So I tried to find a trailer. I could find no trailer. I could only find um, sex clips. And awesome. then. She decided that she definitely wasn't going to watch it with me. But once I went on a walk after seeing <laughs> yeah. the movie with my mom and my grandma, my grandma did interrogate me for all of the details of the plot. We Gross. had opposite experiences there. I was, <laughs> I came downstairs from finishing this movie like blushing and silent. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I went horrible. and gave my grandma a, a very explicit rundown of this film. I was so you embarrassed You a great relationship with your grandma. Here's here's the thing. I feel like I feel like indirectly we're hyping this up too much. I need to preface again. Yeah, we should get into it. This these sex scenes are so bad. Okay, uh, the other background information I did. um, I checked Mm -hmm. IMDb every day for the last three days, and every day it went the score went down by a decimal point. Right now it's at three point seven. Okay. Previously it has been at three point six and three point eight, so it's been fluctuating a little. Great. Okay. Um, the two main actors, right. Michelle Marone, who plays Massimo, and Anna Maria Cycluca, who plays Laura, uh, they have not been in anything else before this film. Oh, okay. So uh, they're wow. both. That's insane. They're both Fair. breakouts. 
Um, have they, this is, this might be a dumb question, but, like, as we said outside of the podcast, like, this in some ways is, like, like, fancy porn. Um, yeah. Do they have any porn history? I don't know. Do you know? Um, probably not. They might, actually. That would be I don't a know. very smart strategy, from my point of view, in hiring actors for this movie, because, like... Yeah, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, definitely, part. definitely. Because um, they're acting, but, like, I hate to say it, their acting wasn't not hate to say it, but, like, their acting wasn't terrible. Their like, acting was actually okay. I think the only thing that confused me about this movie, uh, I guess this also counts as background research, um, I thought this movie was going to be in Polish, like, as the native language. Me too. But it's it in, was in, like, three languages. It's in several languages. They speak a lot of Italian, they speak a lot of Polish, and it's majority in English. Yeah. Um, but they both struggle with English. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I so wonder I've, if they were, like, trying, like, doing that on purpose as far as, like, knowing it would be released to an American audience. Probably, I, right? I thought the same thing, but it was interesting because I don't know if they ever anticipated this movie having an international release. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know how it came to this. Huh. And I agree. I don't think that their acting was that bad. Especially her. I thought her acting was all right. But I, I kind of believe it with him because I would venture to say that his only facial expression in the whole movie what could be classified as intense and like that's about it yeah yeah I, yeah but here's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, i would say the same about jamie dornan in 50 shades yeah it's a much lower bar yeah it's the context yeah uh okay so let's get into the recap shall we Alrighty. yes <laughs> okay so this movie begins uh on an italian coastline and it begins with a mafia deal. I didn't have any background knowledge of this movie before I started it, so I was immediately very confused. Me either. Um, it begins with a mafia deal where the main character's father, the main character whose name is Massimo, is being propositioned to take uh, an insider role in child sex slavery. Okay, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Yes. I was like, it couldn't be this extreme, but it certainly was. Okay, great. They yeah. started this off that way. <laughs> they started out with them being very colloquial about the Italians' child sex slave trade. Um, Great start. And the dad says, no, I'm not interested in any of that. And they're like, you sure? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, definitely not. Even though he's a mafia boss, he's like, no, we don't, we don't sink that low. Uh, uh-huh. All of this is him. taking place in Italian, by the way. Uh mm-hmm. They're all speaking Italian here. And he goes over to talk to his son, who is watching with binoculars a young woman in a swimsuit just, like, frolicking on the coastline. Yeah. We find out later that this woman is Laura, Laura, um, but they never explain why she was there. Yeah, I was wondering, because no, it seemed they like she don't. was there on vacation the second time. I was like, did she just, does she just really love going to Sicily on vacation? But I was yeah, also maybe? confused because he's watching her with binoculars. I guess we'll get to this in a second. But he's watching her with binoculars, and he says to his dad, "He's like, it's so disgusting that they like are involved in sex slavery." As he's <laughs> looking at the woman who will become his sex slave later in the movie. <laughs> true, that's fucking true. Yeah, and then he says that, and then the father like sees him looking at a woman and goes, "I wrote the quote down." Beautiful women are heaven for the eyes and hell for the soul. And then Massimo goes, and purgatory for the wallet. I love like, that. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I did like that line. The tone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
obviously child sex slavery is i think the worst crime that can happen but i did think he was like it was odd that he was like it's awful that they're doing that as he's so obviously looking at this woman that he will kidnap and force into sexual situations later yep yeah really cool um so they're talking to each other about how uh they're mafia men to tell us the audience that they're mafia men and then they yes. are both shot very suddenly on the roof of this yeah. piazza. Yeah, did we ever find out who sh- shot them? Did people on the roof I guess the shoot other them? guys, the other mafia people, like the other side or like the whoever was trying to convince the father to I don't know, put stock in child sex slavery. That's like what I don't I was understand. Wondering, but they were so far away from them and the shot came from like it seemed like it came from another roof, but there was nothing no other buildings around. I was so confused. The thing is, the beginning of this film, which I think we can, like, not, like, talk about quickly, but the first, like, sequence and of this and then the following sequence is so disjointed from the rest of the film because there's so much, like, business talk that has no base. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, they do like, so much to there's... introduce the characters in a way that's totally irrelevant yeah. to the rest of the story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially for her because, like... Not to jump ahead of it, though, this is the next thing. Like, it's then the sort of parallel between Massimo and Laura both being, like, bosses in their industry. And she's, like, doing all of this cool industry stuff or, like, you know, you know, standing up for herself, blah, blah, blah. But it never comes back. And we don't know what she's doing whatsoever. And it <laughs> might have been a language barrier thing, but I literally couldn't tell what she was talking about. No, me either. I was very confused as to what her role was or what the specific scenario was she was laying out. I feel yeah. like she worked for a hotel, right? She, she did. to, like, publicize them. Okay. Okay, great. Then that's fine. Then just the way she was making business deals made it seem like she was also a part of the mafia. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Which I guess was to show that they deserve each other, but then she never does anything, like, manipulative or mafia-related for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Massimo and his father are shot. They're shot with the same bullet, I they explain yes. later that uh, yes, the it goes father through shot, him. Yeah, it goes through his dad and hits him also. The dad dies instantly, mm-hmm. and Massimo has to recover for a few months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually thought, and you guys might disagree with me here, but I wrote down a couple of times. I think Massimo, uh, who is Italian, looks like an Italian version of Jacob Alordi from The Kissing Booth. Oh, oh no, you're kind of okay, right. Yeah, with like the hair and the eyebrows. I yeah. Would say. I can see yeah, um, which he, Jacob Elordi is, I think, a, a good actor, but he's always given he's always frightened me with his stature and size compared to other people. So mm-hmm. immediately I was getting mm-hmm. bad vibes from this dude. I didn't find him sexy at all. Yeah. Yeah. There is a five year time skip uh, from this scene where they get shot. And the first song that plays in this movie, <laughs> the song, it, the first song uh. to play in this movie is titled Hard For Me. Ah! Yeah. I like wrote down Over some the of the course, lyrics from this like, song because yes, it me sounded too. so crazy. It just like sounded like all songs that have ever been written put together. <laughs> and I just know it yes. said like I think you should know that I won't let you go. Something something a million times singing a lullaby. Yep. And that was the chorus. I was yeah. like, what does this mean? <laughs> and it's I, awesome. I, I, I wrote down a lot of like, lyrics. <laughs> I wrote down that the song title was hard for me because I watch it with subtitles and it's like hard for me starts playing and I'm like, okay, Polish sex movie, but it wasn't a sexy song. 
It was no. just like it was like like Anna said, every love song ever written. But then I was like, why was it called Hard for Me? <laughs> it's a sexy film, Ew. Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we meet our female protagonist, and her name is Laura Beale, like Jessica Beale. Yep. Sure. And I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, like Jessica Beale. And then I was like, oh, maybe that's a more common last name than I think it is. So I went on howmanyofme.com. It's not at all a common name. <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, her name is Laura. Because it's pronounced, because she's Polish, it's pronounced Laura. But I'm just going to say mm-hmm. Laura. No offense to my Polish Yeah, I think to just to like make it um, streamlined, we should call her Laura and Massimo. Yeah. Laura Massimo. Yeah. Got it. So there, we see Laura and Massimo in two separate board meetings that I thought were somehow connected, but definitely weren't as nope. the scenes yeah. went on. Um, Laura works as a hotel consultant, manager, something. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Massimo is now uh, about the Mafia Don. He's in charge of, you know, shaking things up at these hotels and bars that he owns. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we find out the entire song plays uh, over this montage of these two being boss-ass bitches. And mm-hmm. I couldn't tell at all what Laura was doing, but she was talking about something involving sex. Yes. I couldn't really tell either, to tell you the truth. I knew it was like some scandal, but I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of, it, it was so unimportant to me and also the rest of the film that I was like, they both did their job well. <laughs> yeah, I was, but I was so confused. I literally, because I think it was because I thought they were kind of in the same board meeting or they were connected. I was trying to figure out the connection because they were both in mm-hmm. board meetings related to hotels and talking about a sex scandal that I thought it was the same thing. <laughs> right, right. But they were two completely separate events. <laughs> Just parallels. But so Laura is having this moment where she's like, we should be proud and like cool with our sexuality as women and you know it's not embarrassing if we can profit off of it which was very telling about the morals of this film awesome mm-hmm. meanwhile massimo is blackmailing the only female board member of this hotel with the evidence of an affair she's been having Woo! Yes. and he's like wouldn't you be embarrassed <laughs> if this was public <laughs> And she's like, damn, you're right. And so <laughs> he succeeds there. And, and so Laura that's something. also succeeds. The, entire, the entirety of the song Hard For Me plays during the sequence. Yeah. Yes. I was kind of into it by the end. I was vibing with it a little. <laughs> nope, I have a note that reads in all caps, God, please stop playing this song. <laughs> uh, also, there's a moment where Massimo speaks in English instead of Italian. And he says, you have this word in America, trick or treat. And I'm like, that's uh, yeah. not. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, what does awesome. this mean? <laughs> and it didn't make sense in context of what I did like it, though. Um, I wrote down mortifying sexual exposure as a consistent business practice. It is very difficult to track the connection between these characters to begin the movie. Yeah. Uh, because I still thought it was connected. Uh, and then Laura goes home to her boyfriend, Martin. Mm-hmm. Yay, Martin. Yeah, honestly, did I, like, well, the thing is, Martin, like, didn't seem that bad for, like, a while. Is that just me? Yeah, no, I mean, well, no, he, he he seemed bad right off the bat to me when he was like, pack for me. Yeah. But then he started sure. being yeah, nice yeah, again. Right. 
But I think I think they had to do that because the only thing is she comes home at like what seemed to me to be 4 p.m. in her little business <laughs> suit. And she was like, I just had a great day at work. Let's fuck on the couch. And he's obviously doing something. And he's yeah. like, I can't. Ri- <laughs> and he's like, I can't right now, but maybe later. And so we're immediately yeah. supposed to understand that this relationship is troubled. Um, sure. But then he's like, like Anna says, he's like, go pack for us because we're going to Sicily tomorrow. And immediately we know this man is evil. <laughs> evil man. Yeah. That's evil. the Evil. Okay. And, okay, um, we're going to have to talk around this scene a little bit because <laughs> we switch oh. back to Massimo in an airplane, his private jet. And I has... don't understand the trajectory <laughs> of this scene. Okay, okay thank you for okay, saying okay. that because Mario and Dominico, his two associates, are upset because the cocaine's missing. And then he goes to the back of the plane, closes a curtain. He is still like three feet away from his boys, and then <laughs> has the flight attendant give him a blowjob. That's it. Yeah, that's the whole scene. I was trying to understand. I was like, did she take the cocaine? Did he take the cocaine? What's the cocaine connection? Because it never comes back up. None. Yeah, yeah I didn't get that either. <laughs> uh, so yeah, nitty gritty. Um, he he walks two steps away from his boys and gets what I perceive to be the most graphic and most painful blowjob I can imagine seeing on a movie screen. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Yeah, something, it's just, ugh. it was horrible, and also just, like, I hate that there was a detail, like, I, we, before starting this episode, we were like, how are we going to talk about the sex stuff? And the answer is, I don't know still, but I just would like to say <laughs> that, like, the fact that they added sound effects for blowjobs is the <gasps> worst possible thing they could have ever done, ever. I hated it. I hate it, especially because <laughs> it's still, like, the music's still pounding, but yet oh, they were like, we need it. to heighten the sound of her giving this blowjob. Yeah, they're leveling <laughs> up that audio in post. <laughs> um, it looked, it made me, uh, watching her do this, for one thing, it is very graphic. Uh, she could have been giving him a blowjob for real. Uh, and also, you can see like mascara tracks on her face the whole time, which made oh, me God. miserable. Yeah. The eyes well, also confused me, like, the, it just was so, like, violent, which is, like, all of the sex scenes in this film, but also what confused me, too, is, like, I guess in another, like, quote-unquote parallel between Massimo and Laura, like, Laura's in her bed, like, using a vibrator, and, like, so I guess it's, like, look, it's a woman who understands her sexuality, and so they were, like, parallel to each other, but those two things are, uh, aren't equally uh, they're exclusive. not the same because <laughs> i saw no i saw her go for that vibe and i was like yeah girl like because <laughs> i was yeah. like that's, that's not like i don't know but for me that's not like very daring or particularly sexually exploitative like that wasn't graphic to look at was not using the vibe it was just like oh she like is unsatisfied in the relationship and so she's doing this so it's sure. fine yeah <laughs> mean meanwhile it's cut with Massimo getting this insane blowjob from his flight attendant, who's his employee that he just kind of, like, drags yeah. by the hair down to his dick. And she's, Ugh. like, her eyes are watering. She's got the mascara tracks. And then when she's done, he just kind of, like, slaps her ass and sends her into the bathroom. 
and she has mascara all over her face and she gives like this smug little smile. Yeah, she's like, yeah. hee hee. <laughs> it's horrible. And she's like all red in the face and whatever and I like hated it. I, I hated thought, everything I hated about it. it. I thought when that door closed, she was gonna like start crying or like retch into the sink or something. But that no, she was a better film for me. She was yeah. like, "Yeah, I did that," and I was like, "What?" That was when I was like, "This movie shouldn't be number two on Netflix." Mm-hmm. Yep, this shouldn't be trending on TikTok. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, uh, that was when I knew we were we were cooking with gas in terms of like horrifying sex <laughs> scenes to come because this was at like the twenty minute mark. No, this yeah. was at exactly 13 minutes. I remember I checked because I, I, I texted Jose. I was like, oh my God. minutes into this movie, graphic blowjob. <laughs> oh Did Jose God. end up watching it? No, he didn't. I begged him not to. I was like, please Good. don't. Good. Yeah, I, I told Alex he- not to watch it either. No one should watch this film. Yeah, I told. I also told everyone I could not to watch it. This is uh, to all of our listeners. Don't watch this one. We're begging you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're explaining it in detail for you <laughs> yeah um so we cut back to laura she's visiting sicily with her boyfriend martin and also her friend olga who is my favorite character she rocks yes she's easily the best character in the movie which I, again, this is going to be the first of many Fifty Shades comparisons. I thought it was actually kind of refreshing that this movie was superior to Fifty Shades here. Because the friend in this movie was awesome, and the friend in Fifty Shades sucks. Yeah. She does yes. not have, a win. she's not looking out for uh, Anna's well-being at all in Fifty Shades. But no. Olga, Olga has, has uh, Laura's best interests at heart. Every time Olga Uh-oh. appears, I feel like I actually was very well represented by Olga. Because every time... Uh, Laura's like, should I be in this relationship? He's kind of crazy. Olga's like, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, every single time, Olga's like, maybe think harder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're all in Sicily together. Laura's turning 29, and she's like, I feel so old. I was like, you haven't even hit the new decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was confused about that, too. I was like, girl... It'd be different maybe if this was supposed to be your 30th birthday, but what? If it was her 30th birthday, I'd be like, okay, but she's 29. It's fine. She's got bank. She's got money, baby. (laughs) And I also thought this was going to be significant because of the 365. I was like, oh, she's going to, like, move from 29 to 30 over 365. But that did not matter at all. Yeah, to be clear, this movie takes place over the span of two months. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, not a And year. honestly, not I thought it took place over, like, less than a week. <laughs> yeah. They don't convey time honestly, very well. No, At one point, don't. she says it's been, like, two months. And I said, what do you mean? Because every scene is cut together so sharply, it doesn't look like any time is passing. No, it looks like days. Yeah. Um, so, Laura is on Sicily. She's very disaffected. Um... Her boyfriend isn't paying enough attention to her. She gets a bottle of wine uh, mm. sent to her table, and it's her favorite bottle of wine. And she's like, oh, Martin, thank you. And he's like, oh, you're welcome, but I didn't send this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and huh? She's like, huh? Yeah. But uh, my question is, he's. we find out in a couple of minutes that Massimo only just found Laura. So how did he already know her favorite wine? 
that's what I also did not what? understand. Because you're he had fucking... so much information on her within like seeing her in the airport yesterday and kidnapping her the next day or whatever that's yeah what it seemed to be to me he had info on her whole life and he's been looking for her for five years I, I'm just, i was just shocked at the velocity of how he got the information he found out so much about her and there was moments where i'm like okay he could have got this off facebook or instagram or whatever and it's like i don't know any one even you know like my wine mom friends who have posted up their favorite <laughs> wine bottle brand like that's right. very specific yeah that's niche that's terrifying actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she's not bothered at all by this that he has sent her her favorite wine or that just some random stranger has she's just like all right let's get drunk which is yeah. we we all did separate things we were counting in this movie there weren't any bone crunches um but we all had oh. moments where we were counting shit um I wish I had started earlier moments where Laura doesn't have the appropriate reaction to a clearly threatening gesture. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Um, But so she just gets drunk off this bottle of wine and then she's just one, she goes to the bathroom. She's wandering around the plaza and she's on this long stretch of walkway with no one around. There's a close cut on her face. Mm -hmm. And then when she turns around, he's right there like a vampire. (laughs) Like, right there, yeah. Like, she walks back into him. He says those fucking special words that we all grow to love in this film. (laughs) Yeah. Number one time. Are you lost, baby girl? Are you lost, baby girl? Are you lost, (laughs) baby girl? I can't do it. I can't. That's number one. I think this film would be a better film if he were a vampire. That's all I want to say. Yes. Well, it's Fifty Shades fanfic, which is based off Twilight. So ultimately, like, by law of equation, he is. (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god that's true yeah (laughs) okay um but i the way she reacts to that laura gives me the read of someone who is like heavily xanax addicted because if i was in a dark walkway and all of a sudden there was a man behind me with no one else around and he went are you lost baby girl i would freak the fuck Mm -hmm. out i would start screaming immediately yeah i'd probably scream and she doesn't even I don't yelp. understand her motivations at all. No, in the entire film. Yeah. She's she's so unaffected by everything that he does and everything that happens. She just like she looks yeah. at him and kind of rolls her eyes and pushes past him and then he disappears yeah. again. <laughs> awesome. Like Great. fully disappears, like a Batman disappearance. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand where he went. Yeah, I don't know how he got away <laughs> that quick either. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down Laura looks very beautiful in all of the Sicily scenes. Yeah. She's a, she's very hot. No, she's very hot. Um, yeah, I I found her very attractive. I, I texted Anna this during my live text. I was brokenhearted when she changed her hair later because I thought her hair was so beautiful. <gasps> yeah, crazy hair, hair change. We'll, we'll get there. That's a crazy hair change. Yeah. Um, so it's the next day is Laura's birthday and Martin is ignoring her. He's off doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um and her friend olga is in like a white bikini and laura's in a black bikini which shows she's more sexually adventurous i love that you noticed this yeah i didn't even notice that (laughs) i always notice stuff like that because it's always like there's always if there's two girls in bathing suits one's gonna be in a black one and one's gonna be in a white one it happened in you get me too oh Oh, there you go that's so funny uh i loved you get me 
uh, a lot more than I liked this movie. And we will be covering You Get Me at some point. I loved every film more. (laughs) Yeah, we will. Um, So Martin comes back. He's been ignoring Laura all day, and he starts arguing with her. They start to get in a fight. And for reasons I couldn't discern, Olga's filming them as they fight. I wrote that down too. I was so confused. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't get it. What? She filmed them? Why she lifts up her phone crazy and like starts that. filming them the whole time. She doesn't say yeah. anything. She just films them. Bro, Olga's been in on it the yeah, whole time. Yeah, and then and the mafia. she's fucking crazy. And also, like, right when this fight ends, the next thing is her, like, disappearing into the streets of Sicily. And, I'm like, where is Olga? Where? Follow your friend. Yeah, yeah Olga's kind of a bad friend, but I let her get away with a lot because she was sexier than anyone else. Also, I don't know if you said <laughs> this, but the reason that they're fighting is because Martin went to Mount Etna without her on her birthday, yes. even though he knew she wanted to go really bad. Which, which is did, really fucked up. pissed so fucked me up. off so much. No, that's fucked up. That's really fucked yeah, up. I was, I was actually mad at Martin for that. Um, so then she just, she pushes him in the pool and she storms off and she just goes wandering around Sicily by herself at night. It's suddenly night. Yeah. Yes, suddenly night. Doesn't seem smart. I thought it was a dream. Nope. The cinematics of the scene were very confusing to me. It is very dreamlike <laughs> though. You're right. Cause like she's turning all these corners and it ends, she ends up in completely different places. Yeah. Um, and again, this yeah. is a scene where if I'm Laura, I start to get even mildly concerned that I'm lost or that I'm alone, and her face does not change. She's not concerned at all. <laughs> she she is, like, never that... Con- well, yeah, because, like, so she's wandering there, and then she... How does it... Does she get... How does she wake up somewhere else? Does she pass out, or does it just cut to that? Oh, oh, we didn't bring this up. Okay, so we find out about Laura very early on is that she has an ambiguous heart condition. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh, right. Oh, my God, I forgot I completely forgot. Um, So, yeah, so Martin says it it earlier to her when she's like, I want to fuck on the couch, and he's like, we don't want to trouble your heart condition. Your heart condition. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought this was going to come up later. This isn't a joke, but I guess it is. I thought it would be funny if it happened. I thought, like, the ultimate <laughs> consequence of this movie is that they would be fucking too hard and she'd die of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, my God. Once again, I something that would make this a better back. film. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the first time they mention it, they explicitly tie it to sex. They're like, we can't fuck too hard because you'll true. die. <laughs> oh, my God. But they, yeah, they definitely, in the scene, they gave her sedatives, right? Because when she wakes up, he's like, oh, didn't know about your weak heart. Yeah, yes, We'll give you less sedatives next time or something along those lines. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, he gives her sedatives, but I just thought, I just thought she had fainted because of her heart, because she's already had moments with her heart where she can't, like, run very fast. No. Right. No, she was sedated for sure. That's true. So he gives her sedatives. He gives her another Are You Lost Baby Girl? And then, I guess, just gives her horse tranquilizers. <laughs> yep. Um, and she wakes well, up. Yeah, because she wakes. So, yeah, she wakes up in this place after. Okay, yes, I understand. I forgot for this part. Keep going. <laughs> she wakes up uh, in his Sicilian mansion. Uh, and she's. The thing is, she was so calm about it that for for most of the scene, I thought she had woken up in her own hotel room. Yeah, yeah. me too. 
No, I was confused because she's immediately face to face with a giant picture of her face, painting of her face, and she's very calm. Because she, like, walks around the room, (laughs) she checks things out, she, like, opens the door and walks slowly back and forth, and then she sees this huge portrait of her own face. And she's like, oh. And she just, she gives, like, the mildest, oh shit, ever. (laughs) And then he shows up. She says, like, fuck in Polish, but she's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like when you stub your toe. Like, it was the same amount of concern. Yeah. It was that level. Um, and also, these portraits haunted me for the rest of the movie because they do look just like her, but also he was the only one that saw her. So I was like, did he paint these himself? Oh. Oh, Sorry, my I don't God. Know That's out. so funny. <laughs> I couldn't tell, because he only ever refers to them as, like, the portraits, or, like, she's seen my portraits of you. And I was like, did you do them, or were they commish? Maybe he went to one of those guys who's, like, a, who's, like, a um, missing person artist, or, like, who can, like, really, (laughs) he just described her really clearly, (laughs) and then someone, like, drew it out. It, it would have to be, because I was like, there's no way he spent all this time doing this oil painting of her. But he was the only one that no, saw certainly. her. Right. <laughs> so he comes in, and he's like, I'm sorry I gave you so many sedatives. I didn't know you had a heart condition. <laughs> yeah. Um, His excuse for kidnapping her is... This is going to sound bad, but I wanted it to be a lot sexier than it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no! That's, that's how, my There's response no to this whole movie. So. Immediately, I was like, oh, that's kind of lame. <laughs> like, because he, he says to her that he's been looking for her for the five years since he's been shot. Because yeah. she was the girl on the beach um, that he was looking at when he almost died well okay so i was taking notes and i think and i was like these three notes summarize this entire scene is that he goes you're here you're here because i saw you on the beach the day my father was shot and killed and so now i knew i would find you so you could be mine and then she goes nobody owns me i'm not an object and then he goes i don't own you but i want to try to own you if you will let me (laughs) and that's like the entire film that's the (laughs) whole movie but and the thing is, if I were her, I would have been like, when he was telling the story, I would have been like, but what does this have to do with me, actually? Because you saw me, and yeah. he, like, had visions of her when he was getting better or whatever, but he never interacted with her. Like, No. What, he never interacted with her. And we see his flashbacks where he's looking at her, and she's so close, like, she's just hanging over him, like, Ariel and the Little Mermaid, and he was looking Which at her from, like, happened. 500 feet away, like, she was down yes. the beach, he never saw her face. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, unresolved. I, what I wrote down, I was like, if I were Laura in this situation, I would say, I've never been to Sicily before. You never saw me. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. I would just say, that's not me. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I gotta go. But it is such a lame excuse because it's like, okay, you saw me that day, but it's like, why would you want anything to do with me? Because I should represent, like, the worst thing that ever happened to you, your father getting assassinated. Right. True. And, again, it's like, 
the only the only thing that connects them is that she was down the beach that day when his dad died. He's never like, I saw you do something sweet or no. you saved me or no. I, I thought it was going to be like, you saved me or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like a chance that that could be what happened that it was so unclear. I doubt it. But like, if if that isn't the case, then as you said, there is no excuse for whenever they cut to that day and it's a close up of her on the beach. Yeah, because he was never that close. I thought when he started seeing her in close-up, I was like, oh, she found, like, his unconscious body or something. Yeah, but I don't think so. But but no, yeah, he just, he saw her, she didn't see him, and they had no interaction. Yeah. I I, I just... So that's the crux of the film, is, is like, that scene. It's it's the crux (laughs) of the film, and it's very lame. Like, I, I, the truth is, as someone who has enjoyed Fifty Shades, the movies... I wanted there to be a better reason for him to kidnap her. Yeah. I agree with you. And yet? <laughs> so that's that's when I knew this movie wasn't going to be sexy even a little. Yeah. And to be honest, yeah. I don't find the Fifty Shades movies sexy at all either, but I do find them funny. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I didn't find this, this movie funny. funny. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't even funny. funny. It was just like, it was just like, I've kidnapped you to be my sex slave. Um, and she, like, desperately tries to escape, and he pulls a gun on her. That's the next thing that happens. <gasps> yes, because he says, I'm going to keep you with me for 365 days, uh, and that'll give you time to fall in love with me, and if that doesn't work, you can leave. But you can't leave until then. Yeah. And yeah, he also yeah. says... So, like, that's the very, goal, that's the game. And he also says, very importantly, he's like, I'll never touch you if you don't want me to. And you know what he does? Which is The bullshit. second afterwards... The second afterwards, he, like, <laughs> grabs her, her by the neck. <laughs> He's slamming her shit around immediately. Like, yeah. literally seconds after he says that. Well, because he goes, like, I won't hurt you, but don't provoke me or I will hurt you. And it's like, so you'll hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He literally says, like, don't that's, provoke that's me, it. like, 12 times in this movie. It's, I think he might yeah. say it more than, are you lost, baby girl? Probably. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's very scary. It's very rapey. I genuinely, if I was Laura, I would be like, not only am I afraid of getting raped, I'm so afraid I could drop dead from this ambiguous heart condition at any moment. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah! Yeah. Oh my god. Because, like, they never really make it clear what's wrong with her heart, but I would think the situation that she's in is so frightening and uncertain, and also, like, the fact that they do start having crazy sex basically two days in would kill her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I think the yeah. only reason they so gave that, her oh, that also, heart condition is so she couldn't effectively run away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And also, something we missed in the scene is, like, she's like, but what about my boyfriend? What about everything? And they're like, oh, my guys took your stuff from the hotel room. Also, here's photos of your boyfriend having sex with other women. And so she's like, ah, I see. Okay. And, like, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about this, because I have a theory about this that you guys may or may not have also picked up on. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, we find out that he's only known about who Laura is for, like, the last two days. Right. Um, and so he's only known about Martin for, like, the last day. Later, uh-huh. when she eventually runs into Martin again, he says, I had one drink that <gasps> night, and I don't remember anything else that happened. And she kind of blows him off. Oh, I kind of thought this too. 
Okay. Oh my god! I thought he was talking about the night that he cheated on her. That's no, why that's I didn't what I mean. Think anything? Oh I, wait, here's well, maybe my theory. Both. I think I think Martin was drugged and they set him up to like. I think he got raped. Oh my god! I totally oh didn't my think god. about that, but that makes so much sense. I thought that those pictures. I was like in my brain. I was like, oh, okay, those are from like a while ago. But like that makes so much. Well, I think sense. that's what we're meant to and think. It's a good theory. Yeah, that's a good um, theory. Yeah, I that was like my read on that situation because she she talks over him through she talks over Martin that whole scene where he's explaining, but they're talking in Polish so I could only read the subtitles and I was like oh no no no, <laughs> like yeah. what he was saying was very alarming. Yeah, so I think yeah I think even though Martin is a douchebag I think he was set up and potentially sexually assaulted to create those pictures of him cheating on her. Right. Yeah, that's possible. So already uh, bad vibes from Massimo, especially because not only does he do this, like you said, Lily, she tries to run and he grabs her and pulls a gun on her. Or she pulls his gun out and then he immediately takes it and pulls it on her. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And then she like, so what? The next thing that happens is she like gets escorted to her room. She finally like succumbs. Um, Oh, he also also gropes her like while he's like, I'll never do anything you don't want me to do. He like, like rubs her boobs yep yeah literally like as he's saying that yeah it's insane and i'm like what's the definition of touch here yeah is it, is like it just full not penetration like... <laughs> either way oh my god i like <laughs> either way he, he's like well never mind it, it comes up later <laughs> yeah yeah, okay, so we should keep going, because if we keep... Here's the thing. If we keep lamenting about how horrible the situation is... We'll, we'll never, never get, get through, through this. this. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, so they separate. Um, his associates show Laura to her room. Um, they see... They are fully aware of what she's here for, and they just don't give a shit. But I guess that's mafia in yeah. this fanfic. Um Massimo goes down to discuss slash torture this guy in, I made a prediction here. I was like, torture room revealed, they will definitely have sex in it later. They didn't, but I think no. I was, I, now that I know this is a trilogy, <laughs> it could happen later. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you're right. Ew, ew. Um, we find out that the guy he has in his torture room is one of like the child sex slave merchants from the beginning. Which means Massimo's a good guy because he's torturing this bad guy. That's how we know. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) Um, Confusing. And it is, like, a really rough... He doesn't do anything to this guy, but he talks about what he's going to do. And I was kind of bored because I knew it didn't matter at all to, like, the end end goal of the film. So I didn't pay attention. Um, Laura is shown to her room. She's left alone. She immediately tries to escape... Um, but she goes outside and sees Massimo's people disposing of the child sex slave merchant's corpse, and she faints from her mm-hmm. weak heart. Yep. Uh. And they just kind of carry her back inside. In a, in a, well, and then, like, in the next morning shot, it's very Twilight, um, where she's, like, she wakes up in bed, and he's sitting shirtless beside her bed. Yeah. Like, not, yes. not exactly Twilight energy, but very vampire. She does spend a lot of this movie sleeping, and I commented on this, and that's why I think Hannah saying that she's on Xanax <laughs> the whole time makes a lot of sense, because she's just like totally knocked possible. out for. She's constantly this whole movie. sleeping. She's always waking up, yeah. and he's like right there. <laughs> yeah. And it's never like and she. The craziest thing is she doesn't sleep after like 
stressful things or having a lot of sex, she's just like snapping outside with her legs apart. She's like <laughs> napping at 2 p.m. Like she's constantly asleep for no reason. So my Xanax Queen theory holds water. Yeah. Um, this is where at the English, so she, her native language is Polish and his native language is Italian. So they only speak to each other in English. Um, mm -hmm. but neither of them are good at it. And that's, this is when the communication starts to break down, not textually, but they just started saying things weirdly. Mm. Like when she said, I'm not a sack of potatoes, <laughs> which was my favorite. Awesome. Line. I liked that. Um, so he tells her that they have to leave Sicily and go to Elna the next day. Um, mm -hmm. she has, she calls her mom and says she's been relocated to Sicily. And uh, offered a year long job, right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is a situation where she's like, this is such an inconvenience instead of I'm in a kidnapping and trafficking situation. Yes. Yes. Exactly. She only ever treats this situation like an inconvenience. Well, that's the thing you say she calls her mom, but the thing is, he, so she's been asking for her phone and her laptop and he gives them back to her relatively yeah. quickly and Pretty i was fast. thinking from yeah. the beginning i was like is this 365 days no wi-fi no cell service i would die Ooh. but <laughs> right. yeah he gives them back to her and her first thought is you know what let me make this a convincing lie to my mother so i could see how this turns out what she's alone <laughs> in her room like she's alone in her room and she calls her mom like don't worry about me mom i'm yeah. so confused i didn't get it um, she's like, she, she's just, she's succumbed to it. She's, she has shown the least resistance out of any of these, like, predatory romance characters I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's immediately into it, which is crazy, because yeah, well, he's easily the scariest one. <laughs> Including Edward, well, who okay. was a vampire. Yeah, he was a vampire. Well, okay, so something that, like, I earlier said, like, uh, I don't understand her motivations because this is then the part of the film kind of through the rest of the film where she shifts from like fighting against him to instead like not being a nuisance to him but being like fine I'm gonna tease him relentlessly and spend all his money which I guess I can appreciate but it's just such a distinct shift especially as we said when she had like opportunity to like call her mom and be like please help me that it was just so like I didn't understand her motivations at all. It yeah, exactly. she hasn't tried enough to get out of it. Yeah, like, I commented if, on this yeah. too. I was like, as the person in this friend group who I still think is the most likely to get Stockholmed, even my immediate reaction <laughs> to the situation would to be less would be to be less sexy and not turn up the sexy yeah. as she does. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's weird because I was like, I guess in this very specific scenario, I can see how you know, like one of your port of calls might be to be like annoying and a tease. But that would only be mm -hmm. after, like, I've exhausted every other option of trying exactly. to escape, which is not what yes. she did. No. Instead, we jumped to a, a like, a, um, a shopping montage. This um, was the only scene where I was like, this is a female fantasy. And the yeah, spa scene. Like that, it, it's the what? The, the spa, spa scene. <laughs> yes, the spa scene is also a big fantasy later. But this scene, like, was, I mean, like... It's very straightforward. But something I did write down is um, another uh, song quote that really hit me, um, which is during this shopping montage, there's a line in the song that says, let me check inside you, which sucks. What? I don't like that. Yeah, so that's all I, that's it, all I have that to say That sounds so clinical. That. that sounds like a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
So they go shopping in Elna. Uh, she buys a lot of nice dresses. She's like he's having all of her bodyguards carry these bags. Um, and I was like, what is she getting these for? Like she doesn't have a job anymore. She's not allowed to go out. Like Mm-mm. it was just shopping for shopping's sake. And in movies yeah. like Fifty Shades, like I kind of understand it because it's like, oh, here are the benefits of dating like a wealthy man. Right. But but it's I, I didn't get it in this movie because it's like, what's the point? You're just owning these things. You can't go out and like show. I think that is the point. Yeah, it's just like just seeing the wealth is enough. But for me, it was like meaningless. But there was more than one shopping montage in this movie. (laughs) There were many. There was there was two. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was way too much. I was surprised there were two. Um, She goes into a lingerie store and is trying on lingerie. Um, Oh right. And he comes in to like look at her. And she's like, get out. And he's like, I'll decide when I get out. Um, well, he also goes, I've ordered it, and I'm going to decide when I'm going to see it. Which I assume yeah. is, a, is, a, is just about her body? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought that scene was weird because like, it was her being sexy again because she's like, get out. And he's like, I don't want to get out. And she goes up so close to him. like She's like fully against him, and she's like, get out or you'll never see this lingerie again. Right. <laughs> and he chokes her. He starts choking her. <laughs> yes! Throat grab count. Again. And he, literally. and then he says what you said, which is like, "I'll decide what I see it because I bought it." Right. And I was yeah. just like, "Oh!" And I was like, "Have we forgotten her heart condition?" Yeah. yeah. And then she runs away, right? She yeah, runs away she, and tries to escape. <laughs> she tries to escape, and this this was like the only moment where she interacts with the cops. And I wrote down it was a real uh, "all cops are bastards" moment. <laughs> yes, fucking true. She, because she goes up to the Italian police and she's like, I've been kidnapped, please help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they see Massimo behind her and they're like, Buongiorno, Don Massimo. And they walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Good Italian, I, I Hannah. I understand. I <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, that was excellent. No, I was a resident t- Italian expert. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, all I, I got. I literally just watched The Godfather this week. <laughs> uh, experience she needs um i couldn't tell if they were like in his pocket as like he's like the leader of the mafia or they just didn't understand her english if it's the latter i think like, it was the leader they, of the mafia she still thing. looks very concerned yeah that's why i was like and that's why i think it was the other okay yeah this is the moment where she shows like the most fear and concern of her own circumstances yes yeah. But then when he comes up behind her and the police go away, she just gives him a look like, oh, you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you got me. And he says, are you lost, baby girl, for the third time? Again. And also this moment where she tries to escape is like the Netflix clip that they play as part of the recommended section. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yes. This was, um, because I told you, Lily, when you first told me you were seeing this on TikTok, that it was like on Netflix. I said, "Oh, I've seen that because it was in my recommendeds," which was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But I remember <laughs> seeing, I remember seeing this clip and being like, "What is this movie about?" And I can tell you from that clip that I would have no idea what this movie was about. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I would definitely think he was like the villain, or that something more sinister was going on. I guess something very sinister is going on, but it didn't take the turn that it should have. Yeah. yeah. So he's just kind of amused that she tried to escape, and they just leave with all of her shopping stuff. Yeah. Hmm. 
And a song by Hannah Hart plays. All right. And I was I was sad about that. It wasn't Hannah Hart YouTube Hannah Hart. Is that what you think? I did, because it was spelled the same way. No, there is no way YouTube lesbian sensation Hannah Hart did a song for this film. That was exactly what I thought. I only thought there was one. (laughs) There is no, there is no, categorically no way. (laughs) I won't stand for this. Okay, I'll look it up after, and I'll release a disclaimer if I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, So they go back home, and she wants pierogi for dinner. Yeah, she's like, I want pierogi. She's Polish, baby. Nat rocked. I respect it. Uh, she was like, yeah, she's like, I'm only interested in having pierogi tonight. And I was very into the food that they had for dinner. It looked like a great spread. Yeah, that looked good. And I also love pierogi, mm-hmm. so I was like, I would probably request the same thing. Honestly, if I was in this scenario, I would be like, blow it out on Chinese food. I want you to spend the entire budget <laughs> for the month on Chinese food. <laughs> I want yeah, dumpling. Rock. But the thing is, during that dinner <laughs> scene, she eats like a bite of her pierogi and One she eats pierogi. nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> she's also wearing a very sexy dress to dinner, and he starts to be like, oh, you look beautiful. And she's like, I'm only interested in this fucking pierogi. Yeah. Respect. Which I, I liked the, for her. The part, is this the part, is it during this dinner where he's like, I'd like you to teach me how to be gentle for yes, you. Yes, I have that written down. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a hard cut to after dinner where they're both in the, where, okay, so it's, oh wait, it was, it was the next morning where this happens. I think it's the next morning, because she goes to sleep yeah. again. But I, yeah, I also wrote down, um, he wants to learn to be gentle, but he's unable. And I was like, okay, this was my, f- I'm not obviously my first, because it's, it's, it's throughout the movie. But this was when mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a direct copy of Fifty Shades into Polish. Cause I oh, think, true. I think Christian says that, like, verbatim to Anastasia in Fifty Shades, where he's like, I'm not able to make love in, like, a gentle way. Yeah. That does happen. (laughs) Um, So I was just like, oh, because it just made me wish I was watching Fifty Shades instead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so the next morning she wakes up and he's in bed with her. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand creepy. that at all. I no. Well, the thing is, I don't think... She went to bed by herself, and I think she woke up, and he was shirtless next to her. And she just kind of looks at him with that, like, oh, you look again. <laughs> it's a classic Massimo move. <laughs> she was like, classic Massimo. <laughs> and it made me wonder, I'm like, has he done this before? Because, again, I don't know how much time has passed. No clue. But she gets up and she decides to take a shower and she takes off her pajamas. I wrote down, Titty's first out at 45 minute mark. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which honestly yep. was too late for this film based on what we've already seen. I agree. Yeah, it's true. This movie really isn't for women. <laughs> no. <laughs> or men. The fact that they were first out at this the 45 minute mark. This movie isn't for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we definitely see the shaft way more than we see her her tits that's true actually that's true that's Um, feminism baby (laughs) (laughs) um and she goes into the shower i wrote down um they shower together like they're in prison (laughs) yeah there's two shower heads next to each other there's like a bunch of shower heads no curtains no separators just like a bunch of shower heads (laughs) in a row in a stone like obelisk 
Yes. And then I had a question about this. Is it a thing for men when they're taking showers where they have to rest their forearms against the wall? <laughs> I, Do you, I see that, that a lot in media. There's no way that can be comfortable. They all do it, though. There's a lot of in movies. on your shoulders. I'm trying to do it right now. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, like, turns to him and starts staring at him. She can't stop and staring then at his dick in this in, scene. And one of the, yeah, one of the worst lines for me in this film is when he goes, why are you looking at it? Yeah. And I'm like, why are you looking at it? And then I genuinely like, was like, she, why are you looking at it? Why are you looking at it? She's and like, then it looked at me this, first. <laughs> the throat grab count goes up and the baby girl count goes up in like one fell swoop yes. right here. I was because, just about to comment those, both of those things. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're showering very separately. They're both fully naked. Um, yeah. But she can't stop looking at his dick. And he's like, no. Why are you looking at it? And then he comes over and he's like, do you want to touch it? And I was like, are what? you 14? No. Like that was I such like a, that was such a high school way of talking about your own penis. Right. I was so freaked yeah. out by it. Um, and then she's like, I forget exactly what she said, but she's basically like, no, and she walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he grabs which her I by guess the is throat. meant to be like, oh right, yeah. I just like is uh, the way that she's like quote unquote teasing him. Is that meant to be like girl power? You know what I mean? Like, is that meant to be like, aha, look at her exerting her femininity? over him but no because then he grabs her by the throat i i wanted to say at the beginning of this i feel this way a lot on on social media like twitter um but also just anytime i log on to you know the internet at large this movie made me feel so disconnected from the general populace of the world and especially america because this part where she like teases him and then he grabs her by the throat i thought was like very frightening yeah but that scene was the one i've seen the most on twitter where it's like if a man grabs me like this he's gonna have to put a baby in me i hate that because like it's literally her trying to assert the only power she has over the situation which is not having sex with him yep getting grabbed by the throat and gets shot down yeah exactly so the, and then the cre- and then like the scene literally following this is her being carried carried kicking and screaming onto a plane and they're on, the guys are like staring at her being like haha classic. Yeah, it's so bizarre cuz he like he basically threatens to rape her in the shower and then he's yeah. like and he's like but I won't. And then the scene hard yeah. cuts to her screaming and kicking being carried onto the plane. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, And he turns this- to his friend Domenico and he's like, Women, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like played for comedy genuinely. And I was like, Well, no. Well, not great. And when she's buckled into this plane, she's bu- she <gasps> Oh no. So I can't do this part. On. I can't handle this. She's straight jacketed into the plane. Yes. She's this I can so understand yeah. how so they got the belts to be to like me. that. Horrifying to me. <laughs> And then she's straightjacketed in, and that's when Massimo comes up to her and, like, for all intents and purposes, grabs her by the nipple. Like, he, gra- he grabs her, he grabs her boobs, and then he also touches her. Like, yeah. Uh, sexually. It's so yes, creepy. Yes, and not, okay, yeah, not only yeah. did he say he wouldn't do that, and I feel like, 
I feel like if if the other things he do, he did, the other ways he was touching her were not covered by him saying, "I won't touch you without my permission." This definitely this is definitely been. not. This crosses the line. Yes, definitely. And also, his henchmen were like two feet away, and this, there was no curtain this time. Thank you for saying this because no. this was exactly my problem. His boys are still right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all like courteously not looking, but they're obviously very aware of what he's doing. And she's yeah. kind of like, and he like pulls his hand away and he's like, you don't get it yet. And she's kind of like, ooh, foiled again. Oh my God. And meanwhile, I'm like, not only is this so inappropriate and wrong that he just did this, I would be so mortified that like these eight businessmen just saw me get touched like this. Right. Ugh. Yeah, it's mortifying. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like, even if you were. Even if you were fully into it and there was consent and like all of that stuff and you weren't his kidnapping victim, I did not consent to the boys being here. Yeah. I would argue, I would argue broadly, there is not a single moment of enthusiastic consent in this film. Am I wrong? Mm, no, there is no. none. Yeah. 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 Not, I, not I would agree. They're always just kind of like, at best, they're like, well, we might as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and then it's kinda... when we get to the sorry what were you gonna say i was just gonna say it always feels like kind of end of the world sex where it's like you're on a timer and yeah you're like i might as well get this in before the movie might over. as well happen yeah yeah <laughs> Ugh. um so he also smells her hair on the plane Ugh, hate weird Ugh. they're in italy again and she's this is the seductive Oh, Rome, Rome, Rome. Uh, this is the yeah. seductive ice cream eating scene. Yes, it is. Very weird. Very weird. She's in a little white dress. Um, she's talking to Domenico, who I wish I could like. I wish he could be like my male Olga, but he Me is too. an accessory to this like kidnapping yeah. rape situation, so I can't stand. No. And she's like talking with him, and Massimo's having like some kind of mafia business meeting at the bar, and he's seeing her eat this vanilla ice cream messily. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's, you know, she's just being, she's teasing him with it. But it's nothing where I'm like, I guess I, this is another moment where I can't see into like a guy's mindset. But I just be like, oh, I see what you're doing. Ha ha. Like, I wouldn't be able to like blow my load because she's like eating Ugh. ice cream like a slob like this. He gets so mad at her. Yeah, I've never understood yeah. that when it appears in like media. <laughs> the trope? Yeah, it's yeah, a whack just- trope. Just I could never just, it's just by like if, at someone in yeah. real life doing something like that. I wouldn't. I I'm about to be vulnerable with you guys and like talk a, a little bit about my past, but this happens a lot in like anime. <laughs> and as a kid, oh, I fully, <laughs> I fully didn't get it or like why it should bother anyone. And to this day, I still don't. I remember a friend being like, "Oh, it's like sexual," and I was like, "No, I get that, but like, it's but why?" <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. But he's so mad at her. He, like, tries to kill her after this because she turned him on so much. Yeah. Ew. Um, so right after this is the purple room scene. Hated it. Awful. This was the scene yeah. I texted the group chat that I thought was going to be the first sex scene, and it wasn't really. It yeah. just wasn't really. So, yeah, she was. She is in her own hotel room. And then she's like, time to go to his room and goes to his room, which is the purple room. And, and like, teases him there. And he's like, oh, you better watch out. Like, 
She he just she just kind of mildly flirts with him again. Yeah, she's kind of like you wish you could fuck me, but you can't yet. And then she tries to leave, and the doors are locked, Mm -hmm. which I don't understand how he did that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, me either. Um, and so he he picks her up and he chains her to the bed. Awesome, Mm -hmm. great. Uh, and I wrote down. um, Oh no! Did you write down this line? It's a telescopic tube. I wrote down, my, my one note is telescopic tube, sad face. <laughs> <laughs> telescopic tube. Mm, I don't uh, like he, it. So, he puts her so life yeah, in a telescopic he, he, tube, which I, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you guys right now I'd never heard of before. And I also don't think telescopic is, like, a good description of it. It's, it's a like choice of a word. Every time she struggles, it spreads her legs wider. Yeah, and I don't know if we covered Ugh. this, but she's in a bathrobe at this point. Yeah. She is, correct. Yeah. And then, what? Okay. So he ties her up, and then, chains her up. Craziest, craziest line of the movie that I haven't been able to get out of my head. Uh, he, he goes back to sit on the couch. He's like, I'm going to show you what you're missing. And then another woman comes in and gives him a blowjob. <laughs> Who right. is this woman? Is right. she a hired prostitute? Is she a member of the mob? Is she an employee at the hotel? I is don't know. Is she a flight know. attendant? Is she the flight attendant? <laughs> Well, I understood nothing. <laughs> I didn't know who she was. They never explain. He, again, we see him receive like a very violent, uncomfortable looking blowjob. And I'm like, how is this mm-hmm. supposed to be appealing for Laura at all? Yes. No. How is this what she's Correct. missing? Exactly. As we said, yeah. he said, I'll show you what you're missing. Hmm. Yeah. Jaw pain. Oh. <laughs> I would just be like, thank God. I'd be like, yeah, this would do like- the I would say this would set me back another two months on the seducing yeah. me scale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, it's like, we, we cover that it's violent, but like, just to emphasize so the violent. sound effects and like the visions of the shaft, like, it's I, disgusting. I really could have done without. Also, this is the part of the film that I had to pause and write down that um, Massimo has a tattoo on his chest that just says the word cloud. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so oh jarred by that that I'm pretty sure that's where I paused the film to watch the second half the next day. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that that's at all. all. I think I there were yeah. a lot of scenes where I was like, I was I guess I'm too much of a prude. I couldn't look directly at it because I was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice he had a tattoo at yeah. all. Well, this is, I mean, I already realized that this movie was a crime, but this scene specifically is where I realized this movie was a crime against women. Because I was like, how is it that, other than her masturbating, the only sexual scenes we've seen in this erotic movie are two violent blowjobs? Yeah, only he has been receiving pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. What? (laughs) I I don't. And then the woman just walks out. (laughs) Like, she just leaves. No words. (laughs) Uh, he goes back to um, Laura on the bed and he starts to grope her. He's like, do you want it yet? Like, whatever. He starts dirty talking her and she's visibly struggling and resisting the whole time. And he's fully naked on top of her. Yeah. yeah. I hated it. Um, but he lets her go because she doesn't consent, 
which I guess we're supposed to yeah. appreciate. He he unchains and then, her and, and telescopic tubes her. Does it cut right to the the club? Ew, stop. It cuts to her putting on her outfit, which is like an insane silver mini dress. But I was like, I didn't think it was that scandalous. Everyone acts like she was wearing the J-Lo green dress. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was so confused. Everyone was like, whoa, she's dressed crazy. It was a cute dress. I just thought it was like a nice dress. I was like, I would, I would, if I saw one of my girls in that, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She has like this crazy Ariana Grande ponytail. And she also is in like... Mm -hmm eight inch heels which i was like if my legs had been mm-hmm. telescopic tubed i wouldn't be able to move for the next three I hours know. i would have been oh, cramping God. i would have been screaming in pain during that scene just to say because i'm so inflexible my hips would have been cramping yeah oh, it no. was crazy to me that she was immediately in like these insane heels right after that to go to the club and dance yeah mm. And I, I would almost be like, damn, Laura, you a freak, but I respect you. But it seems like Laura has not been having that active of a sex life, so I don't know where that energy came from. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because she immediately, as as like, this is where, this is where she starts to get really, like, not really freaky, but she, like, she rolls up to the club, and he, like, gets mad at her, uh, Massimo gets mad at for her for, being guess, at the club. the way she's, yeah, yeah. he's mad at her for and wearing then, what she's wearing. Yeah, and so she was like, fine, you're mad, and then, like, goes up to another guy in the mafia, question mark, or, uh, and... A separate and then, mafia guy. Yeah. He's yeah, in a oh, different okay. mafia Yes, that's that. what it is. Okay, yes, and then what? He, like, loses her, and then all of a sudden he finds her, like, dancing with this guy at a stripper pole, and the yeah. other mob guy says one of my other favorite lines in the film, which is where he goes, finally, a real whore. <laughs> Which I, I don't understand. I didn't understand it either. I, yeah, she I, was again like oh these these scenes where Laura's acting super freaky, like air hyphens on super freaky. The dress I think she was wearing was like a normal party dress, not even the sluttiest dress she's worn in this movie. Right. And yeah. the way she's dancing with him, they're like, you're such a fucking slut, Laura. But again, I didn't think she was dancing that crazy on him yeah. either. She was, like, yeah. dancing sort of kind of on the pole, but she was so far away from the pole. She was just was flipping like, her yeah. hair around. Yeah, I was like, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and then Massimo, like, pulls two guns out at the club. Yeah, the, yeah. Guy, the guy grabs her. He, like, grabs her boobs, and he's like, oh, finally right. a real whore, like you said. And Massimo pulls yeah. two guns on this guy at the club. Yeah. yeah. I guess we're supposed to be appreciative of that. But you know what? What this guy was doing is not too different to what Massimo's been doing this entire film. Yeah, I was kind of confused. Exactly. Like, in the next scene, Laura and Massimo are on the boat with Mario. And mm-hmm. Laura's really mad because she's like, that guy tried to rape me. And I was like, I mean, he did touch you inappropriately, but it was further away from rape easily than what Massimo has been doing to you this whole time. Yep. Yeah, and then Massimo was like, I shot his hands off. Yeah, and I, I was like, whoa. <laughs> no. And then they're like, like, it was a, somehow he was like, I shot his hands off, which is a direct result of you acting like a whore, which is insane. Yeah. yeah. Again, all we really saw Laura do was flip her hair around. Yeah, yeah. and we know from this interaction that Massimo's in deep, like, problems with the other rival gang because of Laura mm-hmm. supposedly I 
Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, it's hard for me to say that Laura's causing these problems, obviously because she's a kidnapping <laughs> victim, but in every single situation, I'm like, I feel like Massimo overreacted and he could have just taken her out of the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then is this where they have, like, the altercation or, like, I just want to talk about Laura falling off the boat. I, I do, too. Where was she going? <laughs> she falls vertically. Saying, where she are falls you vertically going? off the like, boat. Let, let's talk about this real quick. Going? They're fighting on the boat. They're at, like, the mast, uh, like, the head, the front of the boat. And they're arguing, <laughs> and they keep walking back and forth to yell at each other and then, like, storm off. But they're at the front of the boat, so there's not a lot of place to go. Yeah. And so they yeah. keep walking back and forth and yelling at each other. Lily, go ahead. Well, it's not even that I have a lot to talk about. It's just, like, they fight and she falls off the boat, but the shot of her falling off the boat, it's like they dropped a mannequin straight down headfirst <laughs> into the water. And it's you know awesome. what? Maybe they did. <laughs> I Maybe think they, they might did. have. <laughs> because the way she falls. Yeah, and so, so and then, like, unnatural. yeah, she falls into the ocean. <laughs> um, and then he, like, fishes her out, and he, she's truly, is, like, you saved my life. I'm but, really, like, she, I'm really she could have just climbed back onto the boat. She easily could have climbed back onto the boat. She didn't pass out, and she was, like, visibly swimming, so she easily could have saved herself. And also, yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but the way I watched it, I think he, like, kind of pushed her, and that's why she fell off the yeah, boat. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> yeah. was, like, grabbing her, and she fell. I was like, yeah, this is totally your fault. Yeah, I was like, oh, he pushed her off the boat, and now he has to realize that, like, he's putting her in danger by being like this. But instead, yeah. she's like, you saved me. And I'm like, Laura, he pushed yeah. you in. And also, she must have, I don't I don't know why, but she must have passed out. Oh, I guess because of her heart problem. I keep forgetting. Oh, she okay. passed out Maybe uh, the heart after problem. this traumatic situation. Because we see her wake up in bed, and he's there, obviously. But she's, like, yeah. naked. Why is she yeah, she's naked. naked? She was fully Good clothed question. when she fell in the ocean. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. What? And, and she like wakes up to she's him. So, she's then, so grateful ugh. that he saved her life from what he did by pushing her in. That yeah. she's like, we can finally like fuck. And of course this means she gives him a blowjob. Third one of the well, whole entire movie. The third one of the film. And also before the blowjob even happens, he goes like, why are you so obedient? And she actually goes, I won't do it anymore. And I'm like, oh, we've lost her. I know. Yeah. I was like, the day another one of us has fallen. I know. Yeah. I felt like we lost her because she was apologizing this whole, like the scene before about causing trouble for Massimo. I was like, why are you apologizing? Yeah. He kidnapped why are you, apologizing? you and put you in this situation. Yeah, yeah. it's like, he made you come to the club. He's making you wear these outfits. He's making you be on this boat now. And I, I think this movie also could have like been a little better if he was like hypnotizing her or something. I don't know. <laughs> it would make me understand her mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um, she gives yeah. him she gives him a blowjob. It's their first sexual <sighs> interaction, like where you know genitals are involved, and it's equally painful Ugh. looking as the other two. Yep. Here's the thing, this this following scene, I literally wrote down, ew, we cannot talk the details of the sex scene, because it's a full sex montage for the next, like, five minutes. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the sex scene, but let's be clear that it lasts for, like, four minutes. They hit so many different positions and so many different types of sex. And also... On I every re- part of the boat. <laughs> on every t- part of the boat, indirect sunlight, which might, I just say that it, I can't imagine 
having sex in direct sunlight. Me too. I wrote that down too. And I was like, <laughs> I would die from the sunburn alone. Yeah, exactly. It'd be way too hot and I'd be burning and also the exposure. Yeah, oh I was God. not. That would made me really anxious, like genuinely anxious. They were fucking on the top of that boat for so long because I, you guys know me and when we were at the beach, how quickly I sunburned. If I spent <laughs> yeah. that amount of time in the sun, it would immediately trigger the heart condition and kill me instantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I wrote down, have you guys seen The Room, the Tommy Wiseau, The Room? I haven't seen it. I have. So in its most famous sex scene, it's famous for many reasons other than being bad, but uh, so they start playing You Are My Rose, and it starts at the beginning mm-hmm. of the sex scene, and the song ends at the end of the sex scene. They play the whole song, and the same <laughs> thing happens in this movie. No! Yeah. The song, yeah. the song yeah. starts at the BJ, and when the song ends, they are done having sex. It's the full yeah. song. It's like four minutes full. and 30 it's seconds. It's a music video. Yeah. Thank God. And, and then, my oh, favorite. Yeah. What? No, you're going. <laughs> no, I was going to say my favorite thing about like directly after this sex scene is that she's just laying out completely naked and he's completely naked too, but she's wearing a hat mm-hmm. that just says Paris. <laughs> I <laughs> love it, Like that. a ball cap that says Paris and she's completely <laughs> naked besides that. And we were talking about this directly that. before we started recording. But it's completely possible that they were for real having sex. Yes, I think it is possible. Yeah. Just by j- this, the sheer exposure and the angles and everything. And, like, I don't claim to know everything about the way sex is simulated uh, during production. But it just, like, there's only so much you can simulate, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it looked very real to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I... Let me just say, to close, I wasn't into it. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I then do. after the scene ended, it was it's when um, Laura's like, I want more. And Mosmo's like, we only slept one hour. And he's like, she's like, are you a pussy? And he's like, no. <laughs> 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 um, and then it's a hard cut. Okay, this is one of my favorite hard cuts in the film. Because it's a hard cut from this to him being like, we're going to a ball. And then it's a hard cut to her... Um, like getting prepared for this ball with two extremely touchy gay men in pattern suits. I love yes. that too. And I like the scene I a lot love because them. Th- literally it's the most she smiles in the entire movie except for when she's with Olga. It's because of these two gay yes. men. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, thank God. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, first of all, you guys both still recording okay? Yeah. Yup. Okay, awesome. Second of all, uh, this this made me think Remember earlier when I was like, oh, this is obviously a Fifty Shades ripoff? It was mm-hmm. when he was like, I can't be gentle. This made me think mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is a Fifty Shades ripoff, but they're condensing all three movies into, like, this one film. Because, oh, kind of. Because in this, in the second Fifty Shades movie, that's when they go to the masquerade ball, and it's, like, a really big deal because that's when she meets, mm-hmm. when Anna meets Christian's old lover. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh... And she finds out that she's had like uh, he's had other submissive partners, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "This really great masquerade ball scene is from Fifty Shades Darker, and we're gonna fucking condense <laughs> it down into two minutes." And that's exactly what they did. Yep, and that's also exactly it was confusing because only like half the people were wearing masks. <laughs> I I was like, "Is is this a, this a masquerade?" Because it was just like some women were, some men were. In fairness, that was also the same as Fifty Shades. Okay. I don't 
Um, but also, when they're at this masquerade ball, Massimo and Laura do this like insane tango dance. Choreographed dance! <laughs> and That's we awesome. know from the timeline that they have been fucking like rabbits all day. When do they have time to choreograph this? I know, they do this crazy choreographed dance, and I'm also like, how do they have the energy? Good question. He puts his hand, like, so strongly on her back to lift her up, and I was like, she's gotta have a sunburn. Like, it's gotta be sensitive. Oh my god. (laughs) I couldn't couldn't stop thinking about her sunburn for, like, the rest of the movie, even though she doesn't have one. I was just projecting one onto her. (laughs) You're projecting, yeah. Um, and just like Fifty Shades, she does encounter a past lover of Massimo's at this Oh, ball. which is a and great line. And their introduction is crazy. Oh, it's so good. What is it? I think I wrote down the verbatim. Yeah. She walks yes. up and she goes, hi, I'm Anna, the first and real love of Massimo. <laughs> I love that so much. Immediately, I was like, I'm standing Anna. <laughs> Anna writes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think what we didn't touch on, like, briefly at the beginning is, like, Massimo is, like, getting sex from Anna, like, the day that um, he finds Laura again. He sees her for the first time, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. So, like, that's why she's back. But it's so yeah, funny, because, like, we only meet her this one time. He never mentions her. We only, like, see her before no. this, sending him sexy pics, and then she doesn't come up again. Yeah, and then they leave, no. this, they leave this ball, and she, he's like, she's a recent ex, and... And uh, Laura's like, how recent? And he's like, I left her the day that I found you. (laughs) Awesome. Maybe she has a right to be mad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm easily on Anna. I'm easily team Anna in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they go home from the masquerade ball and they fuck in the bathroom. uh, Right. Oh, but then after that. Is that Anna said that she's gonna what? murder? Oh yeah, Laura. Anna yes. says that she's gonna fucking kill her. <laughs> yeah, which is like great, awesome. Which is not again not as fun as it is in Fifty Shades when Gigi Hadid is like trying to kill Dakota Johnson the whole movie, but then never like <laughs> explicitly comes over to her like I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, and also Laura's no, reaction to being threatened by literally someone who she knows is in the rival mafia gang, whatever thing. Uh-huh. And she's just like, oh, that, that kind of sucks. Like, cool. she's noted. That's it. <laughs> Laura acts like someone who's been in the mafia her whole life. And I'm like, Laura, you were in hotel management. Is it like really this cutthroat? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. But so because Anna threatened her life and because other rival mafia members are also threatening her life, Massimo decides to send Laura home to Warsaw. Yeah, and Warsaw. She's so hurt. <laughs> yeah, where she reunites is, uh, with my favorite, my my queen Olga. Best. Part I love of the her. Movie. You're right. I do. I did come with her. I I very much love Olga. I think Olga is most like Lily out of the three of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> <laughs> she goes over to Olga's house. And Olga's like, I thought you were fucking kidnapped. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And I was like, Olga, you didn't call anybody? Yeah, I was I was confused about that as well. I was like, first of all, why didn't she call Olga even just casually if she had her phone? She called yeah. her mom. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, so Olga was clearly Laura concerned. Was like, yeah, I was concerned but not concerned enough. 
Um, <laughs> and then Laura, like, rehashes the entire thing and very much is like, I fell in love with this man and he has the body like a god. And what, oh, what is this? Okay. What does she say where she's like, has a body sculpted by, sculpted by God? And then Olga's like, and what about, and, and the dick? And how is she the dick? <laughs> yeah, Olga's like, describe the dick. <laughs> and what does he say something like sculpted by the devil or something like that yes she yeah. does she does oh but my I god actually, i actually really liked this scene because i was like this is how girls talk yeah well yeah Not, this entire following montage is great well the thing is laura doesn't talk like girls talk like i would never say to you like tits sculpted by the devil but like yeah. if you came if either of you came home and you were like i've been out all weekend on a bender i met this guy or this girl who's so fucking incredible i'm like describe the dick <laughs> like that is how girls are <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god I'm- Olga felt like a real representation of women, which was very refreshing after right. spending, like, an hour and a half with Laura. Yeah. Right. And Olga's, like, immediately, like, let's go to the spa. Let's go get mm-hmm. our hair done. Wait, let's also, get you a horrible cut in color. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to make clear. Laura tells Olga that she was kidnapped by this guy. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and Olga's oh, like, I didn't realize that. What? <laughs> Because oh the thing is, she's like, he kidnapped me, but now I'm in love with him. And Olga's like, because at first when she's describing this guy that she's been taking the dick from, Olga's like, damn, girl, mm. get it. But then eventually Laura gets drunk enough that she's like, yeah, he kidnapped me. And I don't know what kind of situation I'm in. <laughs> and Olga's mm. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, Olga's like, I changed my mind. I don't think this should happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God. But I think, it again, it is very real to the situation where it's like, you're talking to your gal pal, and she's telling you about this very fucked up situation she's in, and you're like, maybe think about, like, the actions you can take from here. Your and she's actions. Like, and she's like, no, I don't no. think I will. And you're like, okay, girls trip, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the girls trip sequence is great. Spa montage. Um, they, the most the fun montage. it looks like Laura has ever had. Yeah. Um, it was the most fun I'd ever had watching a movie of them going to the spa. It looked like a blast. It made me want to go to a spa. Mm-hmm. It was very effective spa propaganda. Yeah. I love the yeah. spa. And as I said, for me, this was the sexiest part of this movie. Really, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Literally, as I was watching this scene, I texted both of you. I'm like, we need to go to a spa when quarantine lives. <laughs> <laughs> because it was genuinely how I felt. I was like, I film. wish I could be experiencing this. Yeah. It was the only moment of the movie where I was like, I wish I could be experiencing this. Yeah. Um, so after this, Laura gets an awful cut in color, which made me so sad. Cause yeah, she gets, it's like, not a, good. I don't like it. A slanted it. blonde bob, as opposed to, like, it's an her... an asymmetrical, like, bleach blonde. Like, and also, you can't get that. Not to be a hairdresser's daughter here, you can't get that color <laughs> in one day. <laughs> No, yeah. I thought it was a wig. Like, I spent the next 10 minutes too. thinking she was wearing a wig. And yeah, yeah that's me too. Her, how her hair is for the rest of the film. It made me yeah, so sad. It really and it is. also made me kind of depressed because I hated it so much on her. But I was also like, that's kind of my hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> no! It made, oh my it god, no. Yours, is way, yours suits hair. you. I was but, too yeah. sharp. It made me sad because I thought, like this actress is very beautiful and i thought her hair was one of the most beautiful things about her so when she cut and dyed it i was very sad 
Yeah, and there was no right. warning given at all. They weren't like, you need a new look because you're separated from this man and you'll never <laughs> see him again or anything. All of a sudden, she just had She just had it, hair. which made the me hair. think it was a wig even yeah. more. Yeah. Because yeah. she and the friend go out clubbing, which, again, was very Fifty Shades. This was me and Anna's favorite Fifty Shades 3 moment. Yes. Was yeah. when <laughs> Anastasia is, like, obviously being hunted by someone who wants to kill her. And her friend is like, but we have to go out for margaritas. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they exactly go to the clubs, <laughs> and Olga ali- immediately like le- they both get drunk, and Olga leaves her there to go like wait, hang though, out with some other guy. There's like a two minute sequence of them dancing together, and I thought it was super hot. Oh, I don't remember them dancing. <laughs> Maybe I looked away. It was very homoerotic. You're right. Um, cause they're like dancing all sexy up on each other. And I'm like, whoa, I, I was like having like a full moment where I was paying attention again. Cause I hadn't paid attention for a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, I was very into it. And then at the end I was like, but again, I'm, I'm very aware this is for a straight female audience. So I'm like, who is this for? This obviously isn't for me. No, uh, it's for the boys. They do like, they and, do straight girl kiss immediately after. Yes, that was my issue, is girl that kiss. I was like, whoa. And because right before Olga leaves her alone drunk at the bar, she kisses her on the mouth. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. A movie I wasn't <laughs> expected to be baited in was 365. <laughs> it comes when you least expect it. I I was hurt, but I don't know. I Like, they raised my expectations for no reason. Yeah. Because oh, and then me- Martin shows up. And Martin reappears. <laughs> yeah. This is what I was talking about earlier when I said I had a theory that he was set up. Because he, he wants her back. He was like, I don't remember what happened in Sicily. I had one drink and I woke up alone and I had no idea where you were. And I've been really worried about you. And she's like, bye. And leaves. Yeah, she's like, you she's cheated like, on me. And he's like, I literally you. don't remember doing that. And I actually believe Oh, you. God. Yeah. Um, but and he follows she, her back what, up goes, to her yeah. hotel room. Mm-hmm. And he tries and who's to who's there, in. baby? <laughs> and Massimo's there. I don't know how he knew she was there, but he is there. He's just he sitting in the dark in a little armchair. <laughs> Classic As Edward. One does. <laughs> Classic. Um, and he's like, she wants you to leave. And for some reason, she decides to like let Martin in. She's like, no, actually, now that you're here, Martin, come in. And Martin Ugh. leaves. And she's mad at Massimo for leaving her in Warsaw scene. for what looks like eight hours. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't <laughs> separated that long. But then they yeah. end up having, no. like, gr- very passionate sex against a window. Against a window. Also, another uh, instance of me writing down the lyrics to the song. Uh, one <laughs> line in the song during this sex scene is, quote, I'm thirsty feeding me bones. Ew. Uh, I don't <laughs> which, I, which I think I was fun. A little spooky. Like it. It's spooky. Um, the, sex then, scene, the, next morning? the sex scene was when I realized she wasn't wearing a wig. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's grabbing it really hard, and I was like, oh, the, a wig would come off. Yeah. At some point in the yeah, scene, correct. he must call her baby girl again because I have baby girl count five. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm not surprised. <laughs> See, this is where Anna and I are very different because I wrote down heart condition hasn't come up in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, they um, are having very passionate sex in the scene, and wait, you, 
I don't I don't want to go through with this. You you keep describing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, she wakes up the next morning. No, she tells him she loves him for the first time. Yes. She's like, yeah. I don't need 365 days. I love you. I and love you. Oh, because she sees his bullet wounds. Or his oh, yeah! sword wounds. Oh my god, yeah, right. Yeah. But he, the thing is, she's saying this, like, that she doesn't need 365 days and that she loves him while his dick is in her. And I just don't think that's a good idea. Ugh. <laughs> you that need sucks. to be post-org that for that kind of decision. <laughs> I, I think... I, I, I'm not... I usually don't say things like this, but I think guys on Twitter have it right, where it's like, you should always make major life decisions after you've nutted. Because because your judgment is stilted up till then. And that's how I felt about uh, Laura in this situation. I was like, let it be over and then make this decision. Mm. But she sees that he's sustained injuries from the mafia war that she accidentally started somehow. And this makes her realize she loves him. And she's like, I don't need 365 days. I love you. And this is when I realized I had no idea how much time had passed. No. I thought it had been like I four had no days. Clue. Yeah. yeah. And then what? The next morning? Is it a cut? A hard cut to the next morning? Where hard cut. <laughs> where mm-hmm. he's like, will you marry me? And then while she was sleeping, had put the ring on her finger already. <laughs> Yes! That was crazy! That was crazy. It was a great ring. It was a nice ring. Sure. But, like, why did he put it on her? Because she's always sleeping. He figured he might as well. It's like 12 12. Might as well. Sleeping awake. <laughs> and then it's another montage. Oh, another shopping sequence. Um, right? Because she's like, yeah, yes. It's the shopping sequence of her shopping for wedding stuff. And also, he meets her parents, which was very boring. Um, what also freaked me out, just really quick, the. What freaked me out about the second shopping sequence, or this one, is that mm-hmm. it's like, as soon as Massimo got what he wanted, he's like, he seems so uninterested the entire shopping excursion. He's yeah, like, he's not into on his it phone, anymore. or he's kind of like brushing it off, and I'm like, Jesus, are men like this? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is very telling. Um, <laughs> but he meets, I th- I was very confused because the shopping sequence happens and then they're at a wedding venue and she's wearing yeah. white. So I thought they were getting married right after the shopping sequence. Yeah, me too for a sec. Um, yeah. we see a different bride as, sh- as he's meeting her parents who like him for some reason. Um, and the bride in the scene is actually the author of the novels. No. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. That is that's the one awesome. trivia fact that's available on IMDb. Oh Thank my god. <laughs> Her cameo. So I fully thought they got married after the scene, but I was wrong. They weren't married yet. Yeah. Yeah, I was confused. Uh, the next morning, they're back at his villa, and Mario is talking about how he doesn't think having Laura around is a good idea. Which is kind of late in the game to be saying this because they're literally yeah, engaged. Late. <laughs> yeah. Um, Laura goes to sit down. Uh, Massimo a- asks her if she wants some breakfast. She says, "No, I'm not feeling too well." He says, "Is pregnant. anything wrong?" She says, "No, not really." And I wrote down, "She's obviously pregnant." <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Come on now. Yeah. Because she's very she's very calm about not feeling well. So I was like, yeah, "Okay." And yeah. It, and it just highlights. Again, the difference between 
men and women because a woman right away would be like a, w- a female friend right away would be like you are pregnant yes as a joke yeah <laughs> yeah It'd be the first thing you say. It, it literally was. It was the first thing I thought watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, and, and I oh, right. made sure to note, because I checked the time signature, and I was like, she's pregnant in the last ten minutes of the movie. Woof. So they can. So at the time, I was like, okay, they condensed all of Fifty Shades into this hour and 45-minute <laughs> yes. movie. Yeah. Well, that's... That's another thing. I wrote down, I guess, right after he proposed to her, 18 minutes left and no conflict, other than the fact that he had kidnapped her and that had been the <laughs> conflict the entire movie. Like, nothing else yeah. really happened except for Anna saying that she was gonna murder her and then... Bouncing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, then oh, she Oh, she goes, gets Olga to come, right? She get, Yeah, she gets Olga, Olga to come over because she's trying on wedding dresses. Uh, and Olga and Dominico are flirting, kind of, which I liked, but also Dominico's still on my Wasn't head enough. I'm sure it'll yeah, come up too. in the sequel. Yeah, uh-huh. me too. You know it. If this, this is friend from Fifty Shades Energies, we know it will. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. because Dominico's, like, Christ, uh, Christian, Massimo's best friend, and Christian's <laughs> brother marries uh, Anna's friend in Fifty yeah. Shades. Oh, there you go. So they're definitely going to get it on. But here's the thing. While yeah. I was watching it, I didn't know this movie had any sequels. So I, I was like, why are they introducing this? Yeah, me too. Like, like last eight n- minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was so confused by that. Um, so she privately tells Olga after she's done trying on wedding dresses that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olga and is Olga's very like, distressed by this. you gotta get the fuck this. out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Olga's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Olga is the only one with real reactions in this entire film. Correct. Uh, and Olga says, and I actually thought this was like very genuine and sweet. Olga says we can raise the baby together. <laughs> very sweet. That was very I sweet. Yeah, that, but yes, I, that's wonderful. Yeah. I was very genuinely moved by that. That was like the only time I felt something. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura was like, "No, it's okay. I'll tell Massimo." They get in the car. Oh, we're, awesome. We're, we're we're rattling towards the end. I know it doesn't sound like this is, should be the end of the movie, but guys, this is the end of the movie. <laughs> she gets yeah, this in is the car. fucking end. Olga tells her to call Massimo and tell him that she's pregnant. At the same time, Mario, the mafia guy, gets a call that the rival mafia is planning on killing Laura. Literally in that Yeah, moment. okay, all I have written down, all I have written down is that phone call, and then in quotations, they're about to kill Laura. Does he just say that? Yeah, yeah. they're about to kill Laura. Awesome. No specification awesome. who. Yeah, I'm like, how is he in contact with somebody from the rival mafia? Who, would, who got his number? And I also yeah. thought Mario wanted to get rid of Laura, so I was, conf- I was like, oh, Mario ordered the hit. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, Mario's like, oh, God, we have to speed home to tell Massimo. So then it's like a two, it's like a, you've, we have three people we're keeping track of. So then what, uh, Laura calls Massimo and is like, hey baby, um, can we talk later? And he's like, sure, what about? And then, <laughs> and then Mario shows up and is and then like, what, As the shrugs? call drops. As the call drops. And he's like, she goes into a Laura? tunnel. She's going into a tunnel. Yeah. Going into a tunnel. And then Mario shows up and, like, shrugs at Massimo. And then Massimo falls to his knees and then, like, looks up at the sky. 
And then the isn't the last shot of the film a police car outside of the tunnel? It's a police car yeah. outside of the tunnel because Laura's car never came out of the tunnel. Yeah, they pan past the tunnel and we see that her car did not come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and but the real last shot of the movie is the beautiful shots of Laura's smiling face that yes. they insisted when Massimo saw her for the first time. Wonderful. Yes. And, and that's the end ends. of the movie. What? Yeah. I was so confused. I, I was lost. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, the whole last 20 minutes, I was sitting there like, what? What's what, going on here? What plot point? Like, I, uh, there's no more conflict. Well, I, there's no they more conflict. And also, for like, sure. I, yeah. I was shocked, but I was also like, I genuinely didn't think this movie was going to have any sequel. So I was like, they just killed I didn't either. at the end. <laughs> well, I didn't know that they were going to have sequels until you literally told me during this recording. <laughs> I like, uh, so yeah, this is new information to me. No, I looked it up immediately after. I was like, well. <laughs> they're, they're, well i didn't no because way. because of the it seems so final that closing shot yeah. it really seems like she's dead for real so the only reason i found out is because i was doing my background research for the podcast and it was like mm-hmm. this polish trilogy and i was like oh oh that makes sense but, but I, that... it's very crazy it doesn't seem like a sequel hook there's no sequel yeah. hook it's just like laura's dead but honestly, she that, I gotta tell you, that gets me more excited for, like, the sequel than I ever would have been for the first one, because I know in the first one they tried to condense all of the plots of Fifty Shades. So what could there possibly <laughs> yes! be like, two more books about, you know? I completely I agree. yeah. Because I, when they were like, they're gonna kill Laura at the end, I was like, oh, it's Anna. Because they introduced all of these threats, but none of them actually panned out to mean anything. So all of these threats right. have to come back in the other two. <laughs> and now I'm so excited. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it definitely got me because I said to Anna yesterday, we had a scheduling conflict, and I said to Anna, I was like, we have to record this because I don't want to watch this movie again. I don't want to yeah. have to refresh. No. Oh, no, I, no. I can't yeah. watch this again. I'm, I'm never going to watch this movie again. I hated it. But I actually am a little hyped for <laughs> <Yeah>. the sequels. <laughs> yeah. I need to wow. know what happens. Yeah. Okay, so closing question, girls. Okay. Oh, do no. we think you can fix this movie or no. is it just. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't fix this movie because fundamentally it is about Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. I just, I, but, well, there's no fixing it. I texted I just, Anna during this what do you movie. Think? I was like, I'm really concerned about you. Do you think in this specific situation you would have Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> and I told her, no, there was no way. I I just, yeah, I don't think you could fix this movie either. And I was going to say, while I think movies have been made about Stockholm Syndrome that are at least a little bit entertaining, there is so much yeah. wrong here. There's I think so much, much like, think. non-consensual stuff, you know? Like, yeah. The only way you could fix this movie is if it's not a romance. Right? Yes. Yeah, actually? Yes. Good point. Yeah, it's sure. if it's, like, he could be exactly the same. Then it's just, like, a horror film. Yeah, yeah. if you made this, like, a horror movie. So if you, you know, made actually, the secret obsession, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think there could be, like, a very, uh, like, a cool movie made where he thinks he's, like, this rom-com mafia protagonist but Laura is, like, a normal woman who exists in the real world and is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
<laughs> and is like trying different ways to escape because Laura in this movie does try like different ways of like getting under his skin and escaping but they're also like half-hearted and too sexy so it yeah. doesn't really work yeah. if she was like going full throttle with all of her attempts of leaving or seducing him into letting her leave then it might be more interesting yeah sure. I see what you mean yeah or it could Woof. be like an extremely jarring I mean like it would be an extremely jarring horror film anyway but like if she was making these attempts genuine attempts to escape and he thought that she was trying to seduce him or being sexy and then like got more sure that would would be be very that would be really good though that's like an interesting way of looking at it and not Um, the way they did it (laughs) i'm gonna say uh i think twilight and 50 shades are both superior to this film most certainly easily most certainly Uh, i guess what i'm saying at the end is if if you watched 365 days and thought it was better than 50 shades you're wrong <laughs> you're wrong you're wrong <laughs> do not interact exactly why when we eventually cover 50 shades and, yeah i'm excited yeah. to do 50 shades because i love it so much um i think the i think the thing is with me when i went into this movie because all of the reviews i saw for it were comparing it to 50 shades i think 50 shades is a deeply unsexy movie and series Mm-hmm. So I was like, even if the plot is worse, it definitely has the potential to be sexier, you know? Sure, right. And yet, but instead, and yet. like, instead the sex was like so jarring and awful that I wish I had never experienced seeing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> okay. Phew. I think that uh, that wraps it up. I'm glad that we talked about this. <laughs> I'm glad that it's off of yeah. my chest. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah, don't have to watch it, it again. Uh, thank thank you so much for listening. Um, please don't watch this movie. But if you liked listening to us, yeah, uh, leave a like, a follow, a review wherever you're listening. You can follow us at Bad Time yeah, Movie Club on Instagram and Bad Time Club on Twitter. And please consider donating, mm-hmm. like Lily said, to any grassroots organizations uh, in your area or any bail funds needing your attention. Yes. All right, well, I'm Hannah. I'm Anna. (laughs) And I'm Lily. And this has been the Bad Time (laughs) Movie Club. The Bad Time Movie Club. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God.